gonna lie to you i'm still getting used to not seeing you for a week like I again, know, man. again it feels like like the whole football weekend and <laughs> lots of life things have happened and work stuff is going on and then all of a sudden i'm like damn i haven't seen bernie in forever so i'm glad i'm glad that we are still i'm glad that our show is a weekly show yeah that we can still get together and bitch i mean so we can still get together and <laughs> Yeah, but man, we, hey. had, we, had, we had a really great session there for about 10 minutes before we yeah, came I know. Once again, before we came on. By the way, I think it's like this weird uh, circle of life thing that you yeah. work with Nate Ross. Yeah. Considering I worked with Nate Ross back in 2000. Completely different world, but the fact that we actually both have worked with the same guy and I work, you know, that's, that's really bizarre. He's still catting. He carried Is two he really? bags. He, he carried two bags. I mean, I don't want to give up his age, but yes, he he carried two bags because that because out at uh, the Where, ocean course at Kiowa, you ba- you get b- basically the recommended. You're a four you cap. You're not to, carrying bags. You have to pay you when you when you play there. There are no golf carts. Yeah, you have to have a caddy. Where the at ocean the ocean course, did they change that? Because uh, it's three quarter. You sure it's the ocean course? Because it's three quarters of a mile from nine green to ten t. They had to yeah, play they, the cart. You There's have no to have a caddy. Yeah, you'd have to have a four caddy, but you don't you can't walk the course, it's too long. So you ride on the carts with them and you usually go with a foursome. No, no, you gotta walk it. I, I'm I'm telling you, and it, that's it, changed because when I, I worked there in two thousand. So yeah, I, I, I know for certain I, I know for certain um you know that they do have uh because they must take everyone they... from nine to ten because it's literally almost a mile. Mm, I don't know, I played it twice, I can't remember. Anyway, at his age, he's carrying two bags. Did, did you he's, walk he's it? Walking, because they did like walking used to be completely illegal there. They wouldn't allow it. Yeah, when, when I got it there, that's crazy. That's a long yeah. way. That's a long way. Yeah, no. So he carries two bags. I mean, he. So. That's crazy. But that but you crazy. know, and and then he makes a uh, hundred bucks a bag plus tip, and so you know most of these guys will tip another fifty bucks or sure. or a lot more, on top of it. But yeah, he's still still catting out there. So they don't pay them by the hour anymore. Like we used to get hourly, and then we'd get tips. Yeah, I think they get. Isn't it? Isn't it a small? Don't you get like three or four bucks? No, back then it was seven an hour. This is back in two thousand, so it was like seven an hour, which is nothing. But then you work on your tips. Yeah, and so it it was. uh, I mean, still we still made pretty good money. And if you did two loops a day, you could make pretty good money. Yeah, but uh, you know, for what it was. But yeah, Yeah, so he's still doing that, and then doing the broadcast. So yeah, that's crazy. Still doing it. No, so you and I had. had had a very um, spirited conversation that that we are still trying to decide if we're going to get into on this show, which which uh, has to do with the sport of cornhole, obviously, and what is inside the bags, and what is allowed, what is not allowed, uh, the material that's used. So um, I, I I'm not in the mood to do it right now, but. <laughs> But uh, a lot of questions on what's inside the bag, you know, what what changes are or are not being made. Um, I've got some thoughts on that. So that, I don't know. That was kind of a fun conversation. So let's, I think let's, yeah, I thought, I, I thought it was let's great. Table that for it's tough to table. It's tough to table. All, all I'll say is about the conversation. My stance is: if you give an inch, they'll take a mile. Yeah. All right. So for those <laughs> for those of us who listen. For other sports, let us just geek out on cornhole. Cornhole bags, by the way, are not made of corn. Um, believe it or not, I still run into people who are like, I didn't realize there wasn't corn in there. Nope, it's not corn. Yeah. 
So this synthetic fill that is in that is on the inside, there's different types of fill. You can have like a, a round fill. You can have a poly fill. You can have all kinds of different fills. So you know there there are certain bags, uh, and there, so there's materials that are approved. There mm-hmm. are bags that are approved before the season starts. Your bag has to be approved and stamped by the ACL to be able to play. And um, so you know we we've all heard different rumors of you know different things that are inside the bag, and and so. You know, I, I just had a conversation with Stacy about it, and I'm like, you know, I, I think it'd be kind of cool if maybe instead of instead of stamping bags and approving bags, what happens if we approve materials and approve fill, and as the season goes along, allow the bag manufacturers um, to tweak that, just just like they do, and like and like I use the analogy of golf and the analogy of NASCAR, how they tweak their equipment throughout the year just to gain a little bit of a, an advantage. So if you want to use a blend of 70% of one fill and 30% of another fill, because you find that during the season, that's more comfortable for you, as long as the materials you were using and the fill inside is all approved, um, maybe they'd give you a little creative, uh, you know, freedom to maybe try and find a leg up on the competition. But I, but I, but I get your point. When you do something like that, maybe it's opening up a huge can of worms that is just impossible at this point anyway, without the technology in place to be able to patrol. Because if you ever called out on it, uh, it needs to be checked. And of course, we can't start just taking a knife and yeah. ripping open bags and checking what's inside. NASCAR just so happens to have all the technology that after you know the winner of each race, if, if you know Denny Hamlin wins a race, they check the car. We yeah. know whoever the winner is, they check the car. And I realize that's tough to do. But anyway, it was just it's interesting. I didn't mean to start a firestorm or anything. It's just no, no, no. I, I think it's interesting because, A, you have to have, like, I think the fact that we have, like, 30 bag manufacturers approved, I think hurts the sport. And oh, I know yeah, people will disagree, but it hurts the sport. It makes the sport look simple and backyardy. I mean, when you look at other sports, like, people are like, well, there's all kinds of golf balls. Like, no, there's only seven manufacturers. They have different brands within themselves, but there's only seven. Football has one. Basketball, you know, depending on, you know, well, like it's it's not all these things because it makes it more centralized. It makes it easier to control and it makes it seem like it's real, like it's professional, not just any mom and pop kind of thing. And I know that upsets people, especially, you know, the cornhole community is completely against what I just said, but they, I don't think they get how it impacts sponsorships how it inter- it impacts the game on a much larger you know macro level but <laughs> once you start doing that i just think it opens it up and look i no offense to bag manufacturers the people that make these things but if you start letting them do things they will go too far and they will cheat and i yeah, I'm, and, I'm not and saying I, and for them like if i'm upsetting someone sorry mm-hmm. but you know you would <laughs> You know, you know, there, you there has to, to be there, there has to be some sort of checks and balances. I get it. But yeah. I, but I do like I do like the thought of as long as the fill is approved and as long as the materials are approved. And we don't they do everyone, that. Though? Don't they kind of do that already? Didn't fire do that with Jamie and Matt trying to find that the bag that they liked? They, they they may have Bernie. I don't I don't know. I, I, my thought of it was always and again, I'm an outsider on a lot of this. I mean, yes, I can talk the game and I can broadcast it. I know all the players. We know the stats, that kind of stuff. When it comes to yeah. this type of minutia, I'm not really in those conversations, as you well yeah. know. So I, in my in my um, outside opinion, I think I think a bag that, that somebody starts with at the beginning of the season. I don't I don't think you can change that much throughout the year. Can you? 
don't think you can change that bag, but you can maybe go to another because usually a manufacturer's you know, a different going, bag. Yeah, yeah they, they're going to have all kinds of different, you know, which which have what you're talking about, which have different fills, which have a fabric yeah. tweak. I mean, so I don't I don't know. I, I think it's already being done, but done in that way. Now I see what you're saying, and not to beat a dead horse, but we talked about this as analogous to golf. If you're going and buying some tailor-made <laughs> golf galaxy or online or whatever, it's not the same club that the pro you're watching is playing. It might have the same letters on there. It's not the same club. Yeah. They've got that thing tweaked. I mean, once again, within specifications made by the PGA Tour, but they've got that thing tweaked in a way that's very different from, right. from what you can buy at home. And, and maybe that's what – maybe – I see what you're saying. You know, as long as it's within some sort of specification, it's yeah, just. I mean, if all of a sudden ultra, you know, you know, if all of a sudden an ultra player, you know, uh, like 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 a, a Zasueta uh, brother, right? All of a sudden was was like, hey, you know what? I think I want a little bit of this from this Viper, but I want a little bit of this from this, you know, widow or whatever. Um, you know, maybe we can try that. And all of a sudden, whoo, he loves it, right? It's great. Right. This is right. great. You know, and, and so that's given Mark kind of that creative licensing and and maybe a little competitive advantage to be able to tweak it. I, mean, I don't I don't know. Again, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I'm sure there are a million reasons why not to do that, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's good to think outside the box. I, I think yeah. the word tweak and cheat can get very close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's tough. I mean, I I like what you're saying. I think it's a really good idea. I just don't like how do you stop it. I don't know. Like, like, because sooner or later, people are going to say, "Hey, there's something wrong with that bag. That bag's doing some things that it shouldn't be able to do." Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, we we are we are. I, I will say that I know behind the scenes, we are getting to the point where the technology is starting to catch up with the game as far as the specs of the bag, not just the shape and size, and not just yeah. the weight, but what's inside. I mean, we we I know we are getting to that point where we are going to have. Um, you know, the capability to analyze post-match uh, bags to make sure that they meet all the specs. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how close that is, but the technology is catching up fast. So, yeah, I don't 100%. know. It might, might be kind of it's cool interesting. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't, and then, like, you know, then the manufacturers, what are they doing? Are they on site like golf manu club manufacturers are? I don't know if you've ever been to a PGA Tour event. You go behind the scenes, all the trucks are there from Titleist, TaylorMade, Ping. Yeah. They're all there, and they are doing clubs on site, tweaking them <laughs> for the pros on site between rounds. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, did, I do, the, do the manufacturers start doing that, right? Like bring some sort of portable little shop. And who knows what's going on in that shop out in the parking lot? Well, I, I just like it. Again, Again, I know, I know NASCAR is not apples to apples, but throughout the week – Depending on where they are racing, they will they will make changes to their car. You know, j just little again. Sure. All the parts have to be approved. the The general size and shape and aerodynamics of the car has to be approved. But you know, if we're going to Talladega this week, we know what sure. little changes have to be made to try and get us to one ninety one and a half around the corner instead of one ninety one. You know, I mean, they they make these little changes. So you yeah, know, I if we know that we're going to be playing outside. You know, next week, and and we're going. You know, everyone knows we're going to Summerfest in Milwaukee. We're going to be playing outside. Hey, give me that, give me that eighty twenty blend. You know, bag that we dealt with. You know, and they make the. I don't know. These but don't you think they're already doing that though? I mean, they're already know. doing that with their different. You know. You know, if, if if they were, I mean, like like I said, Stacy and I had a chance to talk about this a little bit. If they were doing that, I'm sure he would have said to me, Jeff, they're already doing that. I mean, but I, but I've talked to players that have four different bags. 
I've had I've talked to players that have four different bags for conditions when they come. Yeah, to they have. They have. Yeah, and they and they obviously. But that's all kind have of the same thing you're talking fill. about, though, isn't it? Isn't that kind of the same thing? Yes, to a point, but like I'm not sure how much they're blending the fills. Yeah. Like what? Like a wizard will have a certain fill in it, right? I hear you. And yeah. and the Witcher has a different fill in it. Sure. it. Are there bags that have blends of those fills? I I don't I don't think so, but I don't I don't know. I'd have to. You know what? I'd have to. I can call Rich and ask him. <laughs> or I can call Mark. I mean, I'll call you whoever. Jason, whoever. I know. I think it's interesting. I, I just I, I the the word tweak to me scares me when it comes to some of those guys. Well, and, and I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say tweet. <laughs> in NASCAR, they make changes, they make adjustments. So whatever, sure. whatever you want to call it. Sure. And they get, tweaking, hey, right. they get tweaking, caught. Tweaking gets a little shady. And look, in NASCAR, they get caught all the time. It's not unusual in a season. Maybe two or three guys get caught Yeah. for an over tweak, an over adjustment, an adjustment that's a, a step outside the rules. That's the only thing I worry about because then we spend – you know, then all of a sudden ACL staff is going to spend an inordinate amount of time policing. Yep. And then does that these help the all, sport? You know, I, I, I don't know. These are all good problems to have, right? I mean, sure. it, it, me, it means this, it means the sport is growing. It means there's more attention on it. It means the stakes are higher. You ain't cheating. Um, you ain't trying, Jeff. I mean, it, it happens with every sport. It, it, so I, th I think sometimes on a serious note, I think sometimes um, and when I'm talking to players, I feel like the conversation always turns to this. Like we get so in the weeds on some of this stuff. Right. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden we'll just smile and we're like, wait a second. I mean, this sport's only like what? I mean, at the pro level, this sport's only level. what six, yeah. seven years old. Right. I mean, basically what? 16, 17 is kind of the official start yeah. of the modern era. If, we, right. if, if, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, it's such a young sport. You know, and 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 these are going to be discussions and growing pains sure. that this sport has. The the you know the bigger and and larger and more popular it gets. So it's all it's all good, all good sure. conversations to have. But that's what that's what our show's for, right? Yeah, to I'm glad we talked about of, it. Yeah, to, to throw these kind of conversations around. Yeah, and usually, yeah. believe it or not, sometimes I actually agree with you. But I'm a devil's advocate guy. If you've got an opinion, and this, by the way, is why I'm single why have why i have been single for most of my life if you've got an opinion back it up i don't believe in the just having an opinion for the opinion's sake right you you better yeah. have something behind it or i'm just uh, void not valid opinion stand yeah. like you got to yeah. be able to back it up and no, I, i'm I just, the same way you know and I, even way. though i might agree with you actually but i'm gonna make you because i'm a jerk I guess. <laughs> well, I think I think there's a difference too. Like you know, I always like to kind of go back to some business analogy uh, analogies. I, I think there's a difference between a devil's advocate guy and a no guy. Like like the guy who I dislike the most to work with in a company, and I have in the past, is a no guy. No matter what you say or ideas that you have or things no. you want to change <laughs> or tweak, no, no is the answer. No, can't do that. We can't do that. And, and I think I've mentioned this before on the show that that is something that I, that I love. One of Trey Ryder's biggest qualities that I love the most um, in, in business. I mean, this has nothing to do with our friendship um, is he, he's, he's never a no guy. Anytime I've said something in, in the meetings that we've been in, it's never, no, it's always, I mean, at, at the, at the worst, it's probably a, let me think about that for a minute. Yeah. You know, it's, it's never his, the, the person you don't like to work with is the guy when you throw out a new idea says, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. And you know who this person is. There's yeah. a difference between that guy and devil's advocate. It's good to have devil's advocate. If you don't have devil's advocate, then what happens? Penn state football. 
Right? Hey, man. I'm no Penn State fan, but what's going on with that? Look where that I mean, shot comes No from. checks and balances whatsoever, <laughs> right? Over Joe right. Paterno. Over Joe right. Remember, remember yeah. the whole thing? Yeah. Because yeah. how many people witnessed something going on and nobody said a word? You right. need to have a devil's advocate guy. You sure. need to have someone there. And that's and that's hey, man, the danger of businesses. Explain we, to me why that 10-year-old is going with you to the, the shower. Yeah. I mean, that was, <laughs> Walk me through that. That was and 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 it's not and, and I, to the it's Penn State funny, people, but yeah. It, yeah, yeah, and to the Penn State fans out there, I don't I don't mean to throw you under the bus. It's just what came. It, it's not just Penn State. It happens. No. It happens everywhere. Every, one I mean, other one other business thing, real quick. You were talking about the brands, right? And you're right. Mm-hmm. In golf, there's Callaway, Titleist, TaylorMade, but but you basically have your staple, right? Your five, six, seven brands that everyone knows, and it's good for the sport and it's good for business. Back when I was in pharmaceutical sales. How many antidepressants are on the market? A million, right? Right. But but really, I mean, that's that's why Lexapro did so good when I was, I mean, I, I just happened to luck out the company I worked for, we promoted Lexapro. And that was their business model. We are going out there and we're going to dominate the marketing of this product. And and we don't want to be one of 40. We want to be one of four or five. So anytime we're talking yeah. about some of the other products, you know, we would mention basically four or five products because it's just, it's just, it's, it's better for business. It makes it easier to market when you, when you have just one product that you're marketing, it's so much easier. So, you know, and it makes it more fruitful financially for everybody. You're right. I mean, if it's, if, if there's 40 different bags, no one's going to win. If there's five, six or seven, like in golf. Yeah. You guys are going to kill it. Y'all are going to kill it. Yep. And I mean, I think we're starting to see that now. I think that, uh, we do have way too many bag manufacturers that are okayed, you know, that are that are allowed to stamp bags in the in, in the ACL. However, there is a certain few that have kind of stepped up and obviously are the big dogs in the room, right? And I think then the competition level between those is working because once upon a time there was one really big one and a few that were trying to get to that point. Now that one really big one's kind of taking a back seat and it's kind of having to reevaluate how they operate and how they do things because they've been surpassed. And I think that's good in a way. You have to understand, hey, we're competing. Like this is competition now. Now some of the small people would say, well, what about us? Why don't we get to compete? Well, I think you have, right? And it's just, it, it doesn't help anybody but you, yeah. right? It doesn't help the league. It doesn't help, it, it, I don't know, I'm with you. I, it's, it's hard to explain to someone that's trying to make a business out of it. I get it. They're, they want to be ultra, right? They want to be BG, and I get it. I get it. But, man, that's, that's hard. It's hard to do. Now, can it be done? Sure. But, it's, it's, I, I, it, but it doesn't make the, the sport look good. And I don't think they see that that way. I think they, they see the opposite side. Oh, it made, no, anyone can play. Anyone can win. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I hear you. But. You know, it's, but, it's from a business perspective that doesn't really work the way the way that you think it does. But, you know, whatever. Man, we are 19 and a half minutes in. And, and we, we haven't discussed Cornwall the yeah. entire time. How do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? What in the world are we doing? You know, I actually really like it. <laughs> do you? Contrary to popular belief, I actually do really like hey, it. Hey, man, are we going to start making – I think you look good in the coat and tie when you're commentating. Should, should should we start doing that again for you guys? Did you uh, did you watch? Did you actually watch? Our I, game I saw I saw your uh, I saw your post that you had oh, before yeah, you yeah. guys went on. I think that looks good. It's a clean look. 
I know yeah. Trey would disagree with me a hundred percent on this, but I think for football, it's a- I think for football, it, it's it's fine. I still, I still like my favorite look is, and I've told Trey this. Uh, my favorite look is the jacket and and uh, either jacket and a nice t-shirt or jacket and a polo shirt. That's that's my favorite look on. Um, and, and I think our sport really kind of calls. I don't think our sport is a coat and tie sport. I just, I don't. It's I don't not, but I mean, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't mind if they did in football either. I, I If they just went to a jacket and, and a polo, yeah. um, I'd love that in football too. I, I, I think I think it's good to dress up a little bit, kind of to your point. I think, it, I think it adds kind of a profe- yeah, professionalism. I like it. I, I think it. Uh, I think it helps, and like our sport yeah. isn't that, but I think it would help a little bit to give it that. Like when you, yeah, when, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I love. I love what Anthony and I wore for the shootouts. I mean, I thought I thought the jacket and polo, or jacket and button down, or jacket and nice T-shirt, and you know, like, I'm, I'm you know, against nice, the T-shirt thing. I'm 100 percent against it. What? No, I am. I mean, I'm, no, I'm against like it. A nice. Dress. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I'm against it. You got to give me a collar if you're wearing a jacket. Just, just my I opinion. Don't hate it. Hey, I, I never, I never wore a t-shirt. I, I always, as you know, I always wore a jacket this year with a polo underneath it with like a, you know, golf yeah, un- I, unbranded polo. underneath. I it. think there's some sort of rule on that too. Somewhere, some sort of etiquette rule on that. But well, I think, I think if we did, and again, I mean, no one ever listens to me on this stuff, but if, if, if <laughs> I think if we did like a black jacket with, with a really cool black ACL t-shirt underneath it and some black jeans, I think that would look terrific i mean that that's kind of like what they on on the nfl uh pregame shows and on the nfl uh you know the weekly shows and yeah it's all getting that way i mean you know i i I really like that look but what happened to when men wore suits and i do in football no no but if you ever ever look back in the day when it didn't matter what job you had you were wearing a tie as a guy look i'm glad we're not doing that all the time but i think we've gone too far to the other end where people that were supposed to be respectful, you know, respecting as professionals, are rocking T-shirts, and I, I don't know, man. I'm wrong on this. I'm aware I'm wrong on this. I, I'm not trying to be the old guy, get out of my yard, kind of thing. But I just, what you know, just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I know what you're talking about. I've seen, I've seen the shows, and they're just yeah. sitting there rocking a T-shirt and a jacket. And the only reason they're wearing that jacket is because someone said. We've got to try to make this look respectable, right? And halfway through the show, it comes off. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> oh god, you know. Otherwise, let's not do that stuff. Yeah, that, that's that's why I really like the and and to be honest with you, I like and we might be changing this next year. I like the jacket and polo look with the jeans better than just the polo, like the polo khakis look. Ugh, that is yeah. so like '90s to me. I like. Like, and we did it this year with the ACL polo, and I do like the black ACL polo. And they give us freedom, you know, to at least wear like nice jeans instead of having to wear khakis. But <laughs> yes, I, yeah, totally fine with that. I still though like mm-hmm. the jacket and polo look. Yeah, better. I just I think it's I think it's You're a do that, I think it's yeah. a hip. I, I think it's a current, uh, contemporary, professional look that is good for our sport. I think yeah. it just looks good. By the way, folks at home, that's how you kill seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just literally chop it up and destroy seven minutes right there. Just don't. I had the, the funny thing is I had, <laughs> I had so much football stuff that I wanted to talk. Oh, about. we're talking about it. I just wanted to. And, no, no, no. I we're really, not going to have time. That was on purpose. That's my fault. I wanted to see if I could literally destroy seven minutes. <laughs> you know you can. You do it all the time. <laughs> just, Which sorry. is why you're a, you're a great podcast guy. Um, 
All right. So all right, before <laughs> before we uh, before we get on to what well, it's impossible to switch over to football now. All right. By the way, no, never. You you actually, never. We used to do a segment, um, and still do every once in a while, called Meet Jeff and Bernie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started doing it early in the show. It got super deep. We got in trouble with our families. Kind of had to next meet Jeff. And Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of had we'll to get rid of Jeff and Bernie. But yeah. apparently, you want to bring it back today because you're feeling feisty. No, no. I. My question to you is: I, I, I respect you immensely for what you are as a professional, and I've seen your However, work. However, no, 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 no. I've seen your work, and I don't see a difference between you and what we would call maybe the elites in the business. I don't see that difference. I don't hear a difference. I don't see a difference. And I'm wondering if you ever made a conscious decision not to push all the way to get to say big, you know, like, like CBS, ABC, you know, big time uh, broadcasting if, or, or if something political happened along the way and you felt like there was a wall that you just couldn't get through. I was just curious because I don't see a difference. I don't hear a difference. I don't see a difference in what you do compared to a Dan Schulman at ESPN that gets all these oh, top basketball. You, you see what I'm saying? Like how did, was it because they went to Syracuse and everybody that works at ESPN went to Syracuse and there's a wall you just can't get through? Or was it like, well, to do that, I'm going to have to give up so much of myself. I don't think I can do that. I, I was just curious. Mm, I would say it's a great question. And I, and I appreciate what you said. Um, and, I, and I, I actually get this. Julie's work phone. Anybody want to answer that? She's not here. Hey, it could be CBS telling me they need <laughs> this weekend. That's <laughs> Julie's work phone. She's not here. So that's going off yeah. TV. <laughs> Yay, live recording on podcast. Yeah. Okay. It yes. happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I get this, I get this question actually more than you probably than you probably think. Um I'd say a little bit of both. Um, I mean, I was super hungry when I was when I was younger and into my uh, into my thirties, and then I had kids, and it kind of made me evaluate, you know, how much I want to travel. But I was always still hungry, and would have still taken that job. Um, I, I did have a couple of opportunities that just didn't get, you know, like the Cincinnati Reds job that I finished mm-hmm. runner up for. Um, just didn't get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've gotten to a point in my life, it's going to sound really sad, but I've gotten a point in my life now where I've, I don't want to say I've given up, but I, I'm, you know, I, I feel like it is, it's such a, it's such a hurdle that I can't get over now um, for, for many, many reasons that I, if it happens, um, I will be extremely excited and I, I feel like it will be somewhat of a relief and I feel like I'm deserving of an NFL job or of a high major, you know, network job with SEC network, ACC, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but I, you know, for some reason, it just hasn't been in the cards for me. Um, I don't know why. It's not that I haven't tried. I mean, I, I, I there, was a turning, I, there was a turning point in my career. I'll tell you. I reached out to an agent in New York. This is probably, uh, oh, I don't know, six or seven years ago, and he listened to my t- to my stuff, and um, and and he called me and he said, "Listen," he said, "I think you're great." He said, "I, I love your look. I love your voice." He said, "But I've got ten of you. I've got hmm. ten Jeffs, and I can't possibly take on another because sure. it, it wouldn't be ethical on my part." And to me, again, that was like, yeah, maybe six or seven years ago. To me, that was a turning point. Where I'm like, well, okay, now I've got to start and figure out a way to make some money because um, in this job, you don't, contrary to popular belief, I think people oh, yeah. think that sportscasters make a lot of money. If you're Jim Nance and Joe Buck, yeah, sure. you make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. If you are Jeff McCarriger doing Sunbelt football and cornhole, yeah, you need to find something else to do. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a fun job. 
Um, and I appreciate uh, doing it and having the opportunity. Uh, it, it's not paying for your kid's college. So right. that's why I do. That's why I do real estate. So I, don't I, know, so I, guess, I guess to answer your question, it's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of life, uh, but it's, you know, a lot of opportunity. And for some reason, yeah, I just haven't had that. that because I've heard, I, I have another friend that's fairly deep in that world. And they've talked about some of the political, like, you know, the ESPN Syracuse is a big deal. If you go up oh, yeah. there, the amount of Syracuse guys, it's unbelievable. For sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. And uh, which is funny. I, you know, I never really thought of Syracuse as the greatest communication school on earth, but apparently for broadcast communications, it's, you're not going to get better because you got New York. It's right there. New York's right there. So, yeah. you know, it's the three, but I, he, he told me, and he kind of works more on the production camera side, but he was like, man, it's so political once you get to a certain spot. And maybe that's kind of what that agent said that, you know, there are so many guys that have that same kind of look and voice and it all yeah. kind of works that you kind of have to either know someone that's doing you a favor or you've got to come from this. He was like, it's so political when you get to a certain point. Yeah. That makes sense. And I was just curious if you ran into that at all. Like if you ran into that wall and maybe that kind of answered my question because I don't hear a difference. I don't see a difference. I don't hear a difference from what you do from what anyone else does when I'm watching yeah. a game because now We've because of our behind, especially my behind the scenes view of everything now at television, I kind of know what's going on when I'm watching a game, mm -hmm. right? I know what those announcers are going through, so I don't hear a difference. I don't see a difference. I don't hear a difference. Well, I appreciate and, that. And, and so I was just curious, like, why why is my man Jeff, why is it my man Jeff, you know, doing the game of the week on ESPN when North Carolina is playing Duke? Why is it Dan Schulman all the time? Right, well, the right. ones that get the ones that get me the most are, and it's going to happen to me again. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Next weekend, Coastal Carolina will be on will be on big ESPN uh, against Georgia State, and uh, they're bringing down their guys from Bristol. You're not getting yeah, that. See, that's that's ridiculous to me because there's and, no and way. So, so in the back of my mind, I'm always like, okay, so I, I'm I'm on ESPN with Trey uh, most weekends or ESPN too on most weekends during the summer, but yet you know I, I live 90 minutes from the campus right. of Coastal Carolina. So now some of that now, now in, in ESPN's defense, I will tell you that there are certain, there are certain um, broadcasters announcers that are on a contract. This, this is what I've been told that, that in their contract um, they will do a lot of studio work, but in their contract, they, they do get 10, 15, 20 events a year where they do play by play. And so to fulfill that contract, a lot of times they will send, um, a Matt know, Barry. Are guy. you talking about like someone like a Matt Barry? That yeah, yeah, like somebody that. like that that they'll yeah. that they'll send. And and I think Matt has done a coastal game before. They'll they'll send somebody like that down to to you know because it's part of his contract. He wants to do a little bit of play by play. And and, and I mean that was another decision that I guess I made in my career, Bernie. Is that I you know I was never in a position selfishly. If I was by myself, I would have moved to Bristol. But you know I was never in a position with me and uh, my kids and my kids' uh, mom to just move to Bristol. You know, that just was not in the cards. By the way, Matt Barry, I think is great. College football final, one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'm not saying anything about him. I mean, I, <laughs> more power to him. Yeah, I enjoy him too. I listen to him all the time. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it, that. see, that's shocking to me. Why wouldn't you want someone that has a little bit more of intimate knowledge about the programs doing a game when they're very good at doing the game? Like, that? that's crazy yeah. to me that they would send their people down on that. Like, that's... Yep, that's almost. I, you know, I reach out to we've got we've got a contact with CBS that I'll reach out to every once in a while and say, hey, you know, let me know if you need me, and uh, and and he's always great and responds to me, and 
I, I think it's also a knock on our sport. And that's what we try to tell people that we're trying to get in the bigger leagues. Like, you know, hey, yeah, I've worked on ESPN. Look what I've done. Look how many times I've been on television. And I, and I still think the people at ESPN, as many times as we've been on their network, still look at us as some sort of novelty. Right. And that's what we're trying to explain to some of the pros and trying to explain to people that as long as we keep acting in a certain way, we're always going to be treated a certain way. Yeah. And so, but it's tough. It's tough. I I don't know. I I wanted your opinion on that. I wanted to know if you ran into a wall with that or if, see, that's, that's a situation like that. Like you're a much better person than I am, but that would drive me crazy. If like, it's frustrating. I mean, it's it's frustrating to me sometimes. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. However, I could change that. I mean, I could get in the car and drive up to Charlotte, and and I mean, you know, the the ESPNU. Well, you, yeah, the college stuff. They're they're in, yeah, yeah, they're in Ballantine. Yeah, every, every that's the other thing is about six or seven years ago, um, everyone who I knew, um, either left or was or was let go. I mean, they've been you know, I mean, there's been a lot of downsizing in ESPN over yeah. there. So, yeah. uh, and, and a mentor of mine passed away, Dan Shoemaker. Uh, he got me a lot of jobs. Uh, Stas is gone. Um, I mean, there's there's several guys that that aren't there anymore. Um, so, you know, could I drive up to Charlotte and introduce myself, you know, and, and do a better job of that? Yep, yeah, maybe so. Is that going to give me the job? I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully they watch this. Something tells me they won't. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> But hopefully, hopefully they watch this because that's a crime to me. And speaking of which, I think that we do have uh, someone that kind of works in our in our staff. I think Jacob Trance, he just got to call that game in Nebraska, by the way, where they had the ninety two thousand people watching uh, volleyball. Oh, the volleyball! I saw. Yeah, I liked his. I liked his uh, his social media I, posts. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he. I think he's got an opportunity. I think he oh, has yeah, to come sure. out of a shell a little more. It's yeah, very. But sure. I think that's something you learn. Oh, he's you learned, just good. He's got a yeah, great you, voice. I there. think you learn to be for like you know how it's done first, and then to be yourself after. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, 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 I mean, when you, when you start, they will tell you, you know, if you need to imitate somebody, for lack of a better word, uh, do it. But then you need to develop your own style. I mean, that's that's how a lot of guys do it. I mean, I went to University of Kansas. Everybody coming out of the University of Kansas sounded like Kevin Harlan. We all sounded like Kevin Harlan. But right. then as you as you start doing your own games, you start developing your own style and your own personality and and kind of move away from that. But, but that's there's, what there's, makes actually, there's actually one guy who I still know. I'll give you his name after we get off. You need to listen to him. He's still he's the same age as I am. He still sounds just like Kevin Harlan. Sounds exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes but that's what makes the greats like Keith Jackson, my favorite announcer of all time. Yeah. And Brent Musburger so great as they sound like you know, you can you know who it is, five words in. Yeah. If less, actually, Absolutely. Keith Jackson less, right? Yeah. Or you hear Brent Musburger's "You Are Looking Live," like that. Like that's by the way, that's where I stole these bags are live. You know that, right? I know it now. I didn't know that. I yeah, know that's where I stole. I completely stole that from Brent Musburger. I always thought that was a great lead in. Do you ever I mean, listen to uh, Steve Zabin, the sports talk show host? No. He he was a national guy for many many years, and still is because of his podcast. But uh, now he's on a local station in Milwaukee. I don't know what happened. He was he was with Yahoo when they had radio going. He was with, I mean he was with some big sports networks, and now he's based in some radio station in Milwaukee. But you can still listen to him nationally with the podcast, like I said. But but yeah, so he starts he starts his football prediction segment every week with the "You are looking live." Does he really Brent Musburger thing? Yeah, just yeah, Brent Musburger like that. That was great. That like that was to me. It was. 
Bert Musburgers, you are looking live, and then Keith Jackson yeah. just talk like just using words out of a just using English vocabulary were, were, were the sounds of, of my youth. I loved listening to those two guys talk. Because remember, Keith Jackson used to do everything. He used oh, to I do know. baseball. Oh, yeah. He used to do everything back in the day for yep. ABC. So that, yeah. You know another anyway. guy who you could tell who you could tell instantly. Now I grew up in Iowa. And so I watched the Cowboys every weekend because they were jammed down my throat. So that's why I'm still a Cowboys fan. Uh, Pat Summerall. Oh, for sure. When he came on, you knew. Sunday nights, man. Sunday afternoons, the 4 o'clock game, right, on the East Coast, it was always the Cowboys. I mean, literally always the Cowboys in Charlotte. And hearing him sign off into the clock ticking from 60 minutes literally ruined my childhood because I knew school was really close. Oh, that's sad. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I'm only going to be up for a few more hours. Then I got to go to school again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, we need to do a live borderline in Iowa City. Did you see that the college tour has been announced? And I think they're going to Iowa City. Oh, my gosh. You guys are going to love it. Well, are you going to? I'm not going. I'm not on it. I'm saying we should go. We should talk to the people in Iowa and see if we can get like a. A lot because I don't think our our guys will show up till Friday. But it's uh, Jake Brandon and uh, Sean Latham are going to be on that tour. Okay, good. Yeah, I saw I saw I saw Sean uh, made the announcement on social media yesterday. That's awesome. He's he's going to be so good at that. He's just oh, he's going to be so. Both of them are, but Sean's so good at engaging. I'm not. Like if I'm in a great mood and feel like talking to people, sure. But that's you know. Once every fifth day. No, it's perfect. Right? He is the yeah. perfect guy to do that. I mean, he's just, he's going to kill it. But yeah, Iowa City is, uh, it's, it's the only thing to do. So uh, it's, it's a mid October, man. Think about it. We should do is a, it a live Saturday night order. game. I think so. I, I, I almost want to pull up that schedule. Saturday night in Kinnick. They're probably playing Michigan. They're probably playing Ohio State, something like that. That'd be huge. I don't, I don't think we got that good of a game. Let's see. <laughs> Let's, yeah, hey. Let's let's kill some more time while we're here, shall we? Oh, I've got plenty to talk to you about. Yeah, and let's we go. We only have we only yeah, have. We got a few minutes left. Oh, we let's still do need it. we still need to get to uh, on off and in <laughs> as well. By the way, my bad. I think I somehow subconsciously intentionally ruined this show this week. I had us going all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my bad. I don't yeah, know why. I, as as always, I've got a long list of topics that we're going to get to. Not to mention, not to mention your list that you sent yeah. me, and it's all just been sitting here. Yeah, <laughs> my, my bad. I guess I guess I just wanted to talk. I don't know. My bad. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, I also wanted to. I also wanted to follow up on a conversation um, that we kind of touched on during on off and in last week, and then ran out of time uh, that I wanted to spend some more time on, but we. Looks like we're going to probably run out again. Is uh, is the player identification with jerseys and bags and all that kind of stuff? Um, I think that's going to be a point of emphasis for the league next year, and I am so excited for that. Um, you know, so that so that when someone turns on TV, they'll instantly be able to tell who's playing. Yeah. Um, you know, Jay Rubin will be you know throwing you know, black bags and wearing a black jersey, and you know, on on the and and he'll be let's let's say let's say it's Jay Rubin against. Jamie Graham, right? And let's say Jamie, let's say Jay is on the top side of the board and Jamie's on that bottom side of the board as you're watching TV. So Jay will be wearing a black jersey, throwing black bags, and on the bug in the bottom, the the background, you know, behind Jay Rubin will be black. And then you got Jamie who's throwing, you know, wearing a green jersey. 
and throw in, you know, greenish colored bags or something like that. And his name will be, so you instantly turn it on. It's just like when you turn on the, 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 the Cowboys and the, and the Steelers, right? I'm with you. You know, you know who's who and you can see Jersey colors. I, and, I am, I am manufacturers. You can sell more. A hundred percent with you on this, but the caveat is, can we get our pros to bring the right jerseys? We've, Dude, we're still fighting that battle. And this is what I'm talking about. Everyone needs to take things a little more serious and take it to the next level if it wants to, if they want to go with it and get there. Yeah. But, you know, this forgetting, oh, I didn't know I needed my jersey. Oh, like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, like we're still having those issues. And I mean, I don't we're know. We're just gonna have to have. We're just gonna have to have all. Like, like let's say, let's say somebody forgets their forgets their jersey, right? Mm-hmm. We're just gonna have to have a backup. And and you know what? We believe do. it or not, believe we it or do. not, it happens. It happens in college basketball all the time. I can't we, tell you. We have backup football. jerseys. We have backup jerseys. We just don't have their backup jerseys. Yeah. So we have random jerseys with our stuff all over yeah. it, right? Hey, we just don't have any of their sponsors, and we're you know. And all yeah. that kind of stuff. So it, yeah, it's it's if if a player if a player for Ohio State, I mean, I, I I literally do see this at the college level. If a player for Ohio State forgets his jersey on the trip to Iowa to play, you know, at Kinnick on a Saturday night, sorry, so that's, they don't they the don't bring it's their own be, jerseys, bro. They're not bringing what, their own jerseys. They're no, staff they, no, they they've got a they've got a team manager that brings all yeah. that stuff. But but they always bring extra jerseys. Sure, in case something happens. So sure, matter the level. Can't have blood on them. You can't have all kinds of stuff nowadays. So they've yeah. always got a breakout jersey. Yeah, I'm with you, man. To have extra ones. I'm with you about the player identification. Um, I don't know if the players too. I, I don't know if we're getting away with the colors because yeah, I don't know, you know how they're going to do it. Because that's one thing I don't think Stacy wants to let go of because you know he is trying to market the league itself as well. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean that's that's going to be a tough one. But I, I'm, I'm with you as far as identifying who these people are. It's better for the sport. It's better for the sport. It's better for the players. Hey, I, I, I say it all the time. Don't I be agree. baseball. Don't be don't baseball and not baseball. make changes. Don't be I, baseball. I, I hear you. I'm with you I, on it. Tough. Are we ready for on, off, and in? <laughs> yeah, under three minutes. Well, we got eight minutes, right? All right, so, all right. So, all right. So next next week, we'll try again to dive more into the player identification <laughs> and jerseys and backs. <laughs> I'll try for the second week in a row. All right, on, off, and in. You got yours this week? Oh, God. I do. Sorry, sorry. Mine, <laughs> I can already tell you right now, you're probably going to hate mine. And and we're already going to have to talk more about mine next week because I know it's just, I know it's going to create just a shit show. I don't know, man. Mine are so bad. And mine are also kind of in the future. So how do we even know? You know, uh, but really? like my on, yeah, my on the board, I'm going to start with on the board. I feel like I'm on the board with this that I think a lot of the switching of partners that we have going on. And I've said this in the past and like the grass isn't always greener. Mm. And, I, and I think there's something to be said for kind of players that have developed a chemistry and a partnership and a team and, you know, they're, te- they're teammates, you know, they truly, and, and the ones that have developed it over time, I think means more. And I think it means more to the sport than this switching. I, like I'm not a fan of this. Hey, we had a bad year. So we're switching. Like, I get why people do it. I understand the money that comes in. I get all of it. I understand, but I don't know if chasing the short dollar works well for the long dollar. I'm just not sure because I've seen people that have left, you know, that have switched partners this season to people that I just don't see how it's going to work. Next year could be, next year could be a great example of what you're talking about 
right now. Yeah, and I don't, that's, why, that's why I say I'm on the board. I don't know if I'm on. Yep, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm right. in or if I don't know if I'm off. But I, I agree with you. But I think this, this, this. yeah, I, you're yep. right. This season is going to be kind of a, yeah. yeah you're yep. right. Great I, example, I right Sherry Tale, either, either way. Yeah. Either way. Yep. I, I like I like that that's you're on the board. Um, I think you could be right. We'll find out. Again, we're such a young sport. We don't know. Yeah. We're gonna find out. I mean, we've seen it somewhat, but we I, I think for some reason I feel like it was bigger this year. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, you ready for this? I'm telling yeah. you, this is gonna this is gonna create all kinds of problems. Uh oh. Yeah. And and you know, we only got like four minutes left. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't even do this. My on the board. I've been thinking about this for a while. I've been pushing back on it for a while. I'm not a big fan of it, I don't think. That's why it's just my on the board and not in the hole. DPR. I I don't understand why we are using this as one of our major metrics in the sport. Really? No one in any other sport. Again. Let, give me next week so we can dive into this a little bit okay. more. This, okay. this is this is this is this is Thanksgiving dinner. This is a lot that you want. <laughs> yeah. It's going to make you full. No okay. one uses this metric in other sports unless it's for gambling. We never talk about it on the broadcast. You know the fact the Cowboys won forty to nothing. We're not talking about that next week. It it we don't know if it means anything or not. There is no differential per round per inning per quarter used in any other sport it's just not a metric that people talk about is it used for gambling yeah is it used for fantasy football yeah it's not talked about at the major sports level it's misleading um there is no factor of strength of schedule in it whatsoever um i think we'd all agree there's a difference between the top ranked pro pro and the 256th ranked pro and there is no factor in it whatsoever i mean again we don't have time to dive into this. I agree. I agree with give, that for give, sure. Give, give me, give me college basketball. If we really want to talk DPR, give me, give me quadrants. I want. If you want to give me DPR for Jamie Graham, you give me DPR. But I want DPR. What his DPR is against the top thirty, against sure. the top twenty-five, against the top fifty. However, you want to break it down. If you're just throwing DPR out there, the fact that the Cowboys beat the Giants forty nothing doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Does it? No, you, not you really. can't tell me the Giants and the Cowboys go out this Sunday and play again and that the Cowboys are 40 points better. No, it, it no, doesn't I, mean I, anything. I'm, I'm it's, it's like plus minus in college. And, and again, I think I over somebody, a season, it's like plus minus in college yeah, we, basketball. We can, we can argue this. Meaningless. It, it, it's not meaningless, but we will we'll argue no, plus this in, minus the in college basketball. Is oh, plus minus for a play. That's more of a player stat, individual stat. I mean, but it's it, not, but it's not if you're substituted at the same time. Trust yeah, me. I, I, college yeah. the, the plus minus drives college basketball coaches through the roof and it should. But they're it the ones that kept they're the ones that started it. No, no, it's the metrics people behind it who started it. <laughs> Trust me, but the, but the co- but certain coaches adopted. But I'm with you. We'll we'll talk about that more. I think yeah. there is a way that it's very valuable. But I, I get just, what you're saying. Just because you have a high or or a really I'm with you. DPR I'm with you. doesn't mean that you're a dirty player. Doesn't mean that you're a, a carpet bag player. Doesn't mean that you're a great player. It Maybe it means that you played against some lesser competition. I'm with you. So I'm give with me you DPR on that part. one. You know, give me you. a quad one DPR for like yeah. a better term. I'm with you. All right. Well, we're definitely talking about that because I think there's a lot to dive into there. And I think that there's levels of that conversation that, that I'm going to have oh, yeah. a different opinion on. Lots but uh, my off the board, I thought with Jamie Swift's partners going to Frank, I, I didn't see it. And I was way off the board. And I'm not going to tell you some of the people that I thought he would go to. 
But I was way off the board on that. I did not see that. And I'm, you know, the more I think about it, I kind of like it in the fact that they're very comfortable with each other. But I'm, I'm way off the board in the fact that I thought Jamie, speaking of quadrants, would have picked someone from his own level. And not to say anything bad about Frank Modlin. I love Frank Modlin. He always finds a way to be, to be there at the end. And maybe that was the driving factor in his choice. I just don't know if he's at that level anymore where Jamie exists. And so that I'm off the board. I did not see that as the partner choice at all. I was way off. All right. And uh, we're going to have to leave it here. We'll have to pick it up next week. I'll, I'll give you my off because mine's quick. Um, I, I'm just off on Texas. I mean, wow, <laughs> whether, right? whether, whether it's wow. Cornell or whether it's college football or whether it's the NFL, I, I'm off. I mean, Eddie and Caleb, I never once picked them and all they did was win everything basically mm-hmm. this year. Longhorns um, look good, man. Yeah, mm. Texas. I wouldn't have picked Texas against Alabama. Um, it just seemed like a, a big game that Texas doesn't win, or not in the last ten years, and they did. And the Cowboys. I mean, as much as they're my team, and I, and I and I did bet on them to win at minus, or yeah, I think they were minus three, something like that. I mean, 40, 40 nothing. I, I I thought we'd struggle to score points. We put up forty. I knew the defense is good. I didn't think we were scoring forty points. So Look, that was awesome. That's that's a great one. By the by the way, my in the hole, we've got a little bit of time. I'm not going to talk about it. I knew North Carolina would struggle with App State. Knew it. Saw the phone spread at 19 and a half. And if I had money, I would have bet people I know on the fact that App would have covered that 19 and a half. I would have bet other people's lives on it, including my own. No way were they willing to a handle success and b that was going to be a close game regardless. No way. Yeah. I, w- I was busy with my game when I saw that final come across. I was like, "Oh my God, Bernie's got to be just dying right now." Uh, oh, you kidding me? You kidding me? I almost destroyed this entire place during that game. <laughs> the, new, the new apartment now has holes <laughs> in the wall. There's, yeah, there's all yeah it's with damaged. your DNA all over it. <laughs> all right, we got to go. Right. Hey, brother, good to see you. You too, buddy. All right, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. <laughs>